up, friends? Stephen Brown Cortez here. Welcome to the Why the F Not podcast. This is episode 66. In today's episode, I got a chance to hang out with a guitarist who I discovered on TikTok who melted my face with their shredding. She is Arya Hurtado. She's the guitarist of Hoity Toity, the all-girl, all-band. Uh, she straight up just melted my face when I saw her on TikTok. So I just reached out. I was like, yo, you down to be a guest on the podcast? She was like, sure. Why not? So yeah, just sit back, relax. You know, <laughs> that was a long one, man. Like, yo, man, th- this was the perfect person to be a guest on a podcast. She kept apologizing. You're like, for like ranting. I'm like, nah, that's what a podcast is for. Perfection. So sit down, relax and enjoy the Why the F Not podcast. recording all right y'all we got a we got a special guest today we got uh she is the guitarist for hoity-toity the all-girl alternative band from redlands california this is aria hurtado welcome Arya. (laughs) damn coming out like a force i love it i love (laughs) it well i'm so happy you could join me honestly and just hang out with me today uh be here uh how you doing today how you feeling uh, I am tired as I am every day, all the time. You just, I mean, you just like, like, just like all, art, all, all us artists, you know, just tired from like the constant existential crises. Or are you just busy with the band right now? With your music? Uh, I mean, all of the above. I'm always working on music. Even when the band's not working on music, I'm working on music. Uh, but also, uh, I woke up early today on accident early i mean i think 4 a.m <laughs> i just couldn't go back to sleep sometimes that just happens sometimes my body just wakes me up and i can't go back to bed whoa wait i i get that too wait time out do you like because i'll get i'll have that happen too where like i can't sleep in i just wake up and i have like this urgency almost like this anxiety feeling like i have to do something I, like what do you feel when you wake up and you can't go back to bed well, I mean, sometimes it's sometimes it's like a sense of urgency. Sometimes it's literally just I feel still tired and sleepy, but I lie down and I lie down for an hour and I still can't go back to bed. And I like, I, you know, lights are all off, eyes closed, comfy, cozy. Nope, can't sleep, can't do it. So I just get out of bed because bed's not doing anything for me. Then usually I'll eat something. And then that pretty much solidifies that I am now awake for <laughs> the next few hours at least. You just fueled yourself at that point. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, the the other problem is that I'm always hungry. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, you're human. We eat. No, I mean, like I'm always hungry. Like I can eat a full meal, and then 20 minutes later, if you offer me more food, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I could eat. <laughs> I mean, that's a good quality to have, man. Like some some girls can't even choose what they want to eat. You know, at least you're like, no, I can eat. Let's well, I can't eat. choose. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different that's a different thing right there. That's that's a, that's a whole different animal. No, I will open my fridge. I will look at all of my options. I will close the fridge. I will look in the freezer. I will look at all of my options. I will look in the I will close the fridge. I will look in the pantry, right? Uh I will look on my phone to see what places are open that sound good and then I will go back to the fridge and eat the first thing that I saw because <laughs> there's too many options and I can't fucking choose. I feel that. I sometimes, sometimes I sometimes I will literally get ready because I'm like I want to go to this specific like place. Just like oh I want to go to this you know local Mexican restaurant or whatever. Uh, and so I like you know 
I put on clothes, put on makeup, shower, not in that order. Other way around. <laughs> a little counterintuitive. <laughs> I know. Shower, put on makeup and clothes. I'm all ready to go. And then I get downstairs and I realize there's a microwave mac and cheese in the freezer. I'm going to just have that. <laughs> Let's just go with that. I don't, like, I don't feel like driving five minutes downtown and then I have to find parking and then I have to drive all the way back. So what's your so what's the go to thing though if you do if you were to go like like you said in Mexican spot but what's your go to place if you were to go uh, out? well it depends I mean Redlands Redlands doesn't have jack shit except for food so the food's really the only thing to do in this fucking town um, <laughs> there's the gourmet pizza shop downtown that's really fucking good they have this pizza that is my favorite pizza of all time it's called the Annie Oakley um, instead of pizza sauce they use ranch and then it's got grilled chicken bacon bits and angel hair pasta. It's fucking delicious. Holy shit. All right. Everybody, everybody I describe it to, they're either like, that sounds like the greatest thing of all time, or they're like, that's not even a fucking pizza. <laughs> no, honestly, I feel like it's a mixture of both because it's not a pizza, but it is. But it's also, it's like, I feel like I'm going to need a nap after that. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, I certainly do because I like to get, I like to eat the entire pizza. Holy and I don't mean personal pizza. <laughs> I mean, the 12-inch or the 14-inch pizza, I will eat the whole thing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right on, right on. 14-inch, usually I'll eat it over the course of two meals. Okay. But uh, I, I like their shit because they got, even if you get, like, the plainest shit there, the crust is the perfect texture. So, like, even if you just get, like, a cheese or a pepperoni or whatever because you're a basic bitch. I mean, their main gimmick <laughs> is that they do, like, crazy-ass weird pizzas. They're, like, their slogan is dot, dot, dot on a pizza, question mark. But um, if even if you get, like, the simplest shit there, all of it is just super fucking good quality. Like, the crust is the perfect. It's not, like, super, like, crunchy where it, like, feels like stale bread. Like, a lot of places, like, I feel like that's, like, one of the things about, like, the fast food kind of pizza is, like, the crust will either be, like, it's, like, it's super chewy or super crunchy. This is, like, perfect, perfect texture. So, like... A plus pizza. Other good places to eat down here. There's fucking. Uh, there's so many Mexican places. There's like, uh, one of them is I think called Oscars, um, Kukas, which is like kind mm -hmm. of a, a. It's like you order outside. It's not like you can't sit down. It's a great um, name, Kukas. Yeah, Kukas. El Burrito, which is self-explanatory. Um, nice. I can't remember the names of all of them. Honestly, I mostly just go by like location you know yeah um there's taco shack i've only been to once but my mom really likes it um there's there's a lot of fucking good food out here actually it's the one thing about the suburbs you know mm -hmm. I, mean, I feel like in la it's like there's good food it's also like you always go to the fucking like nearest thing you know because it's just so fucking so much of a pain at least i do because it's so much of a pain in the ass to get anywhere and you have to mm -hmm. park that shit it's like every time i mean i'm a tourist you know we play in la a lot but i'm a fucking tourist so like whenever we like are figuring out like what we want to eat like before or after a gig it's just like what's near the venue you know yeah <laughs> I especially can't... if you're in la like are you playing in la like the main la city area it depends we play a lot in uh um I'm trying to think we've we've played a good amount in like la like on the sunset uh we've played um I just list venues because I honestly don't know where they Jeez, all are. Yeah. I know the shed is in like Porter Ranch, so that's like not LA, but we all call it LA. Um, yeah. And yeah. like uh, we fucking 
Silver Lake Lounge we've played at, uh, not in a long time. Silver Lake Lounge, The Mint, uh, Whiskey A Go Go, Viper Room. I think those are all fairly close to each other. Um, I'm I know so sorry, really but good. you just became one of the raddest people I know. Okay, I'm an LA native. I grew up here in the Valley and stuff, right? And so the fact that you said that you've performed at the Viper Room and at the Whiskey A Go Go, like, come <laughs> on, shit, come on, that's so rad. I mean, the problem with those venues, uh, those two in particular, because like mm. a lot of the other ones, a lot of the other ones are like bars, and that's kind of that's kind of the problem with LA. There's like there's really two kinds of three kinds of venues. There's like the DIY ones that are cool, but they're super rare. Like the the shed uh, and the smell uh, are both really cool places that we played at that are like all ages, good, cool spots, um, like community run. You know, it's not like what's that DIY not, you said first. Yeah, you know, it's like um, where it's like it's a venue. It's about being a venue. It's not about being like, oh, we have to sell, you know, like uh, mm. alcohol or whatever. Or it's not, you know, like a lot of the other places are bars. So it's like it's 21 and over. And some of them are nice. Like uh, Harvard and Stone is nice. There's, you know, um, I haven't actually played at Slipper Clutch, but my friends played there and they said it was really nice. Uh, the Black Rose, like those those places are cool, but it's like, you know, it's a bar first, you know. Mm. Uh and so, like, the focus is, you know, not necessarily on the music and not necessarily on putting on the best shows and getting the best bands to draw the best crowds, you know. Um, and then there's stuff like the Viper Room and the Whiskey are, like, kind of heavy into uh, pay-to-play, which is, like, you have to sell a certain amount of pre-sale tickets or you owe the venue money, which mm-hmm. for a lot of bands is not a good deal. Um, but it kind of depends on promoter, really, um, and, like, kind of how they go about it. Because one of the things about, like, those kinds of shows is a lot of the times how it's supposed to work is, like, the promoter finds bands that can sell that number of tickets. So they aren't going to owe the venue any money, but the venue's still going to make that money from real ticket sales and have that many people. So let's say it's, like, you have to sell 50 tickets and they're each $10 or you owe the venue $500, right? Mm-hmm. So you can sell the 50 tickets um and then or you, uh, for us it was like a, a half so it was like they give us 50 tickets to sell but you have to sell 25 minimum or you owe the venue the 250 and then the other 250 is ours right um okay. the idea is like that's your um you know you can actually sell that many tickets bring that many people and then there's a good crowd and everybody makes money right ideally but a lot of what happens sometimes with kind of more predatory promoters um is they will book bands that they know aren't going to bring that many people, but who are willing to just shell out the money for the opportunity to play at a venue like that. And so what you end up with there is shows that don't really have a crowd. The venue is getting paid by the bands rather than the bands being paid by the venue or by the fans, you know? And it's just kind of, I don't know. I find that to be shady, but it's like, it's pretty unfortunately pretty common a lot of the time like you'll see like these like local band showcase type shows where it's like a bunch of bands that have played like three shows in their lives and they're playing at these venues where they have to sell like you know 30 40 50 tickets and it's like i know they're not going to sell all those you know but they're willing to do it because it's a cool venue you know um with us it worked out that we got to when we played the whiskey uh we sold all of the tickets so we got to keep I think it was a 25 and 25 so it would be 250 to the venue 250 to us so we got money and we uh you know i mean we got to play the whiskey which was cool that was in 2019 and then um 
2021, I think it was August. So I think it would actually be around probably almost exactly a year ago. Um, we played our second show out of the pandemic, like coming back when shows started coming back and whatever. We played our first one in May. And that was with our original drummer, Kelsey. And then in August, um, she she moved to Texas in June. So in August, we played one show with a fill-in drummer named Alisoon, who is like an animator. She has like this cartoon that she's making called Battle of the Bands. It's really cool. Um, and she uh, ended up only doing the one show with us before we got... We have two fill-in drummers now that are um, our friend Richie from Reasons Above All and Tara from Loser Parade. Uh, mostly Tara these days, just because she tends to be more available. Um, but, you know, we kind of have been flip-flopping back and forth. Um, but basically, when we played that show, Q-Bomb, uh, which is another band that's like all cartoon people, I think they literally met at Nickelodeon. But, um, wait, they wait always, cartoon people, as in, I'm sorry, excuse me, as in animators? I don't know if they all specifically animate or if they're like doing like storyboarding or editing or what. I don't know exactly what they do. I think they might do, you know, more than one of the above. Um, I don't think they all have the same role, but they, I think they all at the time worked at Nickelodeon or met at Nickelodeon um, and they started a band. I know one of them works on uh, um, Solar Opposites, which is that show that's like looks like Rick and Morty, but it's not Rick and Morty. Um, and the uh, and the Animaniacs reboot, and I think one of them worked on the, the Loud House or maybe the Owl House. I always get those two confused in my brain because they have similar names. Um, <laughs> but like, and so like they've all they've all worked on like you know all these cartoons for Two Network, Nickelodeon, whatever. I know Gene, uh, the singer, uh, did uh, this like short cartoon called Planet Panic. That's on. You can find it on YouTube, and it was for. I think it was for Nickelodeon, but it didn't get picked up for the full series, so it's just the one pilot on YouTube oh. that you'll find. Um, but I think I'm still trying to get that off the ground. Anyway, super major tangent. Anyway, but they yeah, asked yeah. us to play the show, um, and it was through uh, Kelly McGarry, who books at the the Viper Room, and um, which everybody. Everybody that I talk to about booking at the Viper Room, they're like, oh, did you book with Kelly? And I'm like, yeah. And then everybody has an opinion. They're not all the same opinions, but everybody has an opinion, which is not that common for promoters. But Kelly's very hands-on, so I Wait, get what it. Do you she mean, like, why, why is that not common for promo- for promoters? Like, I mean, I, you know, like, you're giving me a, like, like, a lens into this world <laughs> I have no idea of. I'm an actor and performing my own Usually it's spot, just like, I, oh, yeah, some guy hit us up to do this ah, show, and then sorry. we did the my, show. Milo, never Milo you need to calm down. Yet. Sorry, my dog is obsessed or upset right now. Milo, you got to calm down. I know. I know. We don't know what this is about. This is my unofficial co-host. This is my uh, – Milo. Milo. Yeah, I know. Friggin'. That was me. Right. Don't argue with my dog, are you? <laughs> He's deaf. <laughs> That's funny. All right. But anyway, but, like but, a lot of shows, like a lot of bands, like will book a show through like a venue or promoter or whatever. And they're like, you know, oh, yeah, some guy just hit us up and we played the show and then we never talked to the guy again. You know, even with us, like a lot of the time, that's the case. Like, I don't remember the name of whoever booked us for, you know, this show or that show. A lot of the times it's not even a promoter. It's like one of the bands will just hit us up and we'll just be on the lineup. And there's like they talk to the promoter. And we talk to them, and we never see the promoter. We never hear from the promoter. Like, that happens a lot. Um, 
Seems but odd. Kelly's very hands-on. She's she's the only promoter that I've known um, who has booked us where, like, all of our interactions happened over the phone. And I don't mean over text. I mean, like, she would call and we would discuss things. Um, but we had – I don't remember what the original lineup was, but I know it was Q-Bomb asked us, and I think they asked Loser Parade, which is another band that Tara and I are both in. Um, and then – I believe a page unturned was supposed to play, which is a another like LA based kind of pop punk band. But for some reason they couldn't do it, and so Kelly, I was on the phone with Kelly, and I, she was like, yeah, "I don't know who exactly I'm going to get for that slot." And I immediately um, friends with this band Fangbanger, and I immediately was like, "Oh, you got to get Fangbanger," because I was like, "I know that Fangbanger is going to bring people," you know, mm-hmm. uh, and so, um, and I don't know all the exact numbers, but. Based on the crowd that was there, I'm fairly certain that us, Fangbanger, and Q-Bomb all sold all of our tickets because the place was fucking packed, which is great because uh, with those kinds of shows, you kind of don't really know, you know? I mean, Mm. you know how many you sold. You don't know how many anybody else sold until you get there, you know? Um, But I I kind of knew just based on the bands, you know? I was like, if this is a quality lineup, and we were all back-to-back-to-back, you know? So it was us and then Fangbanger and then Q-Bomb. There were six bands on the bill total. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember the names of two of them. Um, I want to say one of them was Coyote something. And then the other, I have no clue. Um, but <laughs> two of them, two of them I had never heard of. They were solid, but they didn't really bring people. One of them was the opener. So like people kind of started coming in to them, but you know, it's like when you're first, it's like yeah. kind of hard. Um, and then one of them was right after the three bands in a row that had all like sold a bunch of tickets. And so that was when the crowd started petering out. And then I played with Loser Parade. I played two sets that night because I'm also playing with Loser Parade. And by the time Loser Parade went on, it was kind of just the homies, you know. <laughs> um, but it was a really cool show because I like I got stuck in traffic on the way there. So I LA. didn't get a chance to. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to go inside the venue before we had to get on stage to do our little a line check, which for those who don't know, line check is basically like when you don't have time for a sound check in between sets, you just do like a quick, like, does everything work? <laughs> and then oh they kind God, of, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> 90% of shows we play, no sound check, just a line check, just, you know, <sighs> fucking like you play one, you know, like you strum for 10 seconds. Okay. Amps good. You've played every drum. Okay. We're good. And uh, just, Back check one two okay we're all good let's go let's go <laughs> like it's just like and um, wait you know, I, I mean that's... you excuse me if I can just jump in really quick Arya so I mean first off it sounds like the music like for in in your your like your little world of bands right it sounds like y'all are so interconnected like people playing oh, in different bands yeah. or just jumping in it's funny that you mentioned that um, we actually. I'm real quick. I'm going to finish the sentence that I was about to finish. Mm, but basically, yeah. I didn't get to go inside the venue before we got on for the the line check. And it's like you enter through a different door, and there's a curtain, so I couldn't see the crowd. I couldn't see how many people or if anybody was even there. You know, I knew that we'd sold tickets, so I knew somebody was there. But you know, I uh, I walk through. There's a curtain. The stage is all curtained off. We do our check. They open the curtain, and then we're starting. And so like that's the first look I get at the crowd is while we are starting the set. You know. Um, which is rare. Usually I get to get a good look at everybody, but this one was interesting. So it was a, it was a nice, pleasant surprise that 
it was not just, you know, like the 50 people that we had sold tickets to, which also like you sell 50 tickets, 50 people don't come, you know, you sell 50 tickets, yeah. you're happy if 45 come, probably 40 come, you know, <laughs> like that just kind of <laughs> happens sometimes because yeah. people will buy a ticket a month ago and now they're like, oh, my fucking, you know, like, I have to take care of my grandpa's goldfish or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the gold. Um, Get over here, dude. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, to your question about the interconnectedness of the scene, I was at a birthday party for my friend Jay, uh, who is was the front man of the Exchangers, which is a band that just they just played their farewell show, but it was their third farewell show. <laughs> um, as in, they they broke up and then they played one other show after that. They were like, okay, this is like our for real, like this is the goodbye show, and then they played another one like Jesus. last week. <laughs> just, you know. I mean, that's what happens when your band breaks up, but everybody still hangs, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, but officially, they're over, I think, um, for now. But, I mean... Uh, um, Is that like a toxic relationship? Yeah. Like you you got to leave, but you can't leave? They're just like... Oh, I, mean, I think playing. the main thing is that, is that Jay is in a Beatles tribute band that's like a moneymaker kind of thing. You know, like he gets oh. to play cruises. And shit like that. So it's like, he can't be super present for... You know, the exchangers, which is like, you know, he was the front man, but he wasn't the only one writing songs because there was also the guitarist uh, would also write songs and sing lead like they would do like the co-lead vocalist, kind of like the Beatles. Hey, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so like, you know, it was kind of it's not like he can just kind of put everything on hold. So he was I guess I think that was the main thing. And then it was also mm -hmm. just kind of like a creative stuff. And the the drummer, what I was getting at is the drummer, the bass player left like ages ago and so uh there and was replaced by the bass player from dead radio the drummer replaced dead radio's old drummer so dead radio and the exchangers have two members in common right and we were at jay's house the singer from the exchangers we were there it was late it was like his birthday and we were all you know it was like probably like 3 a.m at this point and we get the idea to, oh, no, it was 2.30 a.m. I know this because somebody said, wow, it's 2.30? And I said, that's a great time for a dentist appointment. <laughs> what? 2.30? Oh. <laughs> I love making that joke every time it's 2.30. <laughs> anyway, so it was 2.30 a.m. And I said dentist appointment. And somebody said, Dennis? I haven't heard from Dennis in a long-ass time. Dennis is the drummer, the original drummer from Dead Radio. And he lives in Germany now. And so we were like, what time is it in Germany? Let's fucking call the guy. Because it was like, I think it was like 11 a.m., 11.30 a.m. in Germany. So we called him. And he was like, hey, what's up? How you guys been? I haven't heard from you motherfuckers in a while. And then we just basically caught him up on the fact that uh, uh, Anthony from The Exchangers had replaced him, which he knew about. But then also Tyler was in the Exchangers, and then Tyler's the bassist from Dead Radio, and then I was in Loser Parade, and Richie from Reasons Above All was chumming for us, and because uh, these are all bands, you know, we had all played with each other a million times, and so he was just like, "Why are you all one band now?" <laughs> <laughs> and so like that—that's literally like how it fucking goes, you know. And then uh, for whatever reason, Richie at some point was unavailable for a show or a couple of shows that we were doing with uh we did like the beginning and end of um the tour with sitting on stacy and the aqua dolls they did they did a full u.s tour and we just did like the like the beginning and end of it so we did 
first date in uh, Santa Ana at the Constellation Room. We did the second date in Phoenix, the Valley Bar. And then they went off to the other side of the country. And then they came back a month later. And then we played with them in San Francisco, Santa Cruz, L.A. at the Roxy, and San Diego at at Soma. And so um, I don't remember what for. I think it was probably just work. But Richie couldn't do some of those shows. And so we hit up Tara from Loser Parade. And we were like, hey, you want to? drum for we thought it was just going to be a couple shows and then it just kind of continued to be a thing and then it was just like whoever's available and so lately Tara has happened to be more available so we've been doing you know more with Tara and which works better because you know it's a girl band so Tara's a girl (laughs) that helps you know Um, definitely a little bit of bias there but Richie's cool you know Um, you're cool Richie but (laughs) yeah Richie's Richie's the boy Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's like this whole fucking thing. And then I don't know if it's actually going to pan out and if it doesn't, you know, I'm sorry to whoever's listening, but, um, (laughs) I guess Honey Revenge, which is, um, band that we're friends with. That's really cool. Have you talked to them at all? No, I haven't. Really? You should, uh, you should look into them. They are, they're really cool. But anyway, um, what's their name again? revenge they're gonna blow up um but yeah i've known devin since uh her old band uh forever emerald and um she's got this new band honey revenge that they are i think their new single just dropped or it drops tonight um but uh which is called ride it'll be out by the time people are listening to this uh right <laughs> so stream ride by honey revenge but um anyway they uh are a two-piece officially so it's it's Devin and Donovan, guitarist, um, but they have like a live band which consists of a bunch of people who, you know, do other shit with other bands. Um, their previous drummer Brittany is currently drumming for Demi Lovato, so she's kind of not doing oh, the honey thing. Yeah, I know. I mean, like that was like I played I played guitar for their first show, mm-hmm. um, and I which first show that they played was this fest that my friend buddy um put on i helped him kind of run um it's 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 mostly his fest and then our friend andrew who's the singer from loser parade um and then i am just kind of you know there helping like i'm just helping hand extra you know um kind of on on the day i was making sure shit ran on time and whatever you know while they kind of made sure that the bands had their, like knew where to go and were loading mm, in and okay whatever. okay team effort but um that show loser parade played and i was in playing with them uh played with honey revenge and played with hoity toity on the day three sets while also trying to like semi help run the fest so very uh very fun uh, uh, very day full of excitement. Uh, I also yeah. did a guest vocal for Dead Radio on one of their songs because they were you like, did "Hey, guest vocals." Yeah, they they uh, they have a song called IDK. I don't mm-hmm. know. And uh, on the the Daniel was like, "Hey, on the third verse, just get up on here." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, fuck <laughs> it." <laughs> um, so dope. Yeah. So I mean, very exciting, very fun day. Had a good time. Um, really stacked lineup too. Chase Petra played, uh, Exchangers played. It was a it was a real real solid fucking lineup. Um, but anyway, so that was the first Honey Revenge show, and that was with uh, Brittany. And then Brittany, I guess you know, 
at, at first I think it was Royal and the Serpent. Uh, she left on tour with them, and then now, obviously, Demi Lovato, fucking huge deal. Britney's fucking killer, so, you know. So, what, well, so Demi Lovato is, is, is running, what's his face? Uh, what's his guy? What's From that 70s show, what's his name? Oh, gosh, the guy who played Fez? I've never seen that 70s show, so. Do you know the guy, oh, do you know the guy who plays Fez or whatever? Do you know that guy, at least? Oh, because like the guy, I You only got the accent. Do a parent, like that song she wrote? Uh, freaking twenty nine. No, what's that song? It's like twenty nine now. Yeah, she's she's like put. She's like calling his ass out and like. Oh, and, shit. I read, <laughs> and then I read an article about oh Val 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 is that I forget his fucking name. But anyways, then an article said that he had a fucking he has a habit of dating seventeen year olds. Like he dated Lindsay Lohan when she yeah, was yeah. A lot of a lot of guys in Hollywood seem to. I don't know why yeah. that's a. I don't know why that's a trend. You know, like I was watching. You ever watch One Tree Hill? I have not. I want you to know, I have seen very little of anything. All oh, of my friends know. complain about it. I've never seen any TV shows. I've never seen any movies. I've seen Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and El Camino, <laughs> um, and I've seen. Um, I've seen a lot of the Marvel movies because mostly I treat movie going as a social experience so i see like you know popcorn brain off movies i don't okay. and then i've seen like a bunch of random noir films in college for classes um That's so interesting. like what a good little sprinkle yeah so i've seen like you know dumb and like you know movies you watch at like parties or you know, like whatever you know but, uh, no, I don't no worries. I, no judgment on my end, only because I've, I've seen fiction. I've never seen yeah. like oh. Clockwork Orange or any of these movies that everybody has a poster of on their walls or whatever. <laughs> well, they made well, it. They may meet have me, and they're like, "Oh, Aria, like from Pretty Little Liars." It's like maybe I don't know. Never seen it. I, I know it's not Arya from Game of Thrones because that bitch spells it with a Y. <laughs> I've also never seen Game of Thrones, but you know that though. <laughs> I know how the bitch spells it. <laughs> Well, check no, it out. Arya Stark is not related to Tony Stark. They're too, yeah. But now I'll give you this much, though, because like you may not have seen those shows, but I've been on your Instagram, Mari. I stalked you a little bit. You can shred like a motherfucker. Like you got yeah. skills that <laughs> melt my face off. So the fact that you don't watch all or haven't seen any of that, it's like she's been no, busy. shut up. So she hasn't seen that. She's been busy. I have not had TV since 2011. <laughs> Whoa, is that just? It doesn't call to you. You just. It's not something you want to do. Oh. I mean, at, at first it was just kind of a money thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also like, you know, Netflix was still novel to us at the time. And it, this was before there were a million different streaming platforms. So we were like, oh, we'll have Netflix so we don't need TV TV. And we just kind of never went back. But then, you know, other, other subscription services came around. And now I have like – I'm. We're still only paying for Netflix. I'm borrowing other people's accounts for everything else. <laughs> I mean, what borrowing? What? Who? Yeah, you know, Karen, you just Karen. get somebody's password because they're your friend, and or you don't know them, but they gave you their password because they're nice. <laughs> Dude, there's there's some uh, people who are still like leeching off their ex's account, or even worse. I I've heard stories of people being like, I still use my ex's parents' account. <laughs> see, you know. The only thing that doesn't work for honestly is Spotify. <laughs> yeah. You know you don't you don't want those breakup songs on your ex's account. Don't look at that I playlist. Do not need, don't look at that playlist. I do not need my ex to know how much Taking Back Sunday I listened to after we broke up. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. 
Like, there's some bands where it's like, okay, this is a breakup song, but it's like, you know, it just didn't work out. And then there's then there's bands where it's like, this is a breakup song about how I hate you and I want you to die in a car accident <laughs> and I want to watch the car accident happen and I want to watch them pull you out of the car and then I want you to just, like, kind of disintegrate in their hands. That's just a fantasy, though. It's it's my emotions right <laughs> now. That's all it it's is. Fucking, Don't read into that. Yeah, you know, like, if, I, I, listen, there's a reason that uh, misogyny is so prevalent in emo. It's because it makes for damn good songs. <laughs> <laughs> Even the girls do it. Fucking Misery Business, fucking Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne. It's like, you know, even the women hate women. Sometimes, mm. sometimes you're just a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I want to be a bitch and I just want to break you down so badly, you know, like sometimes it hits. Sometimes it hits. (laughs) Dig it, dig it. And sometimes I'm soft and I'm tonight will be the night that I will fall for you, you know. Over again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. Like I try to listen to stuff that is less whiny and terrible, but I keep Mm. coming back. (laughs) Shit, what can you do? What can you know, you there's do? nothing you can't. You listen. I, I consider it uh, uh, a step up because in high school, most of what I would listen to would revolve around like, uh, I'm gonna shove a chainsaw up your butthole. Cause, uh, but uh, I mean, not that you could tell what anybody was saying because it all was. But you know, is that I mean, what they were saying though? Putting chainsaws up buttholes? I never knew what they were saying. I don't, I don't fucking know. Fucking <laughs> in, in high school, I was such a tryhard, and I would listen to like Dying Fetus and Cattle Decapitation and whatever. I saw Cannibal Corpse and Cattle Decapitation and like you know, bunch other like. I mean, that's how I got. That's how I learned how to fucking shred. You know, I mean, you don't mm. you don't learn how to shred listening to Fallout Boy. I'm sorry, you just don't. You know, like people are saw... like, why can't I shred? It's like because you're listening to ACDC or whatever. You know, it's like you gotta you gotta put on some insane shit and you gotta uh pretend that you can do it until you actually can you know, <laughs> you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. like you know that's shit like fucking i don't even like i don't even remember what most of the songs were called because it was never even a it was never about the lyrics it was never about the fucking song title or whatever it was about oh this is the one that goes you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> that one's dying. I know that one for sure. Which <laughs> like, one? That's dying fetus. <laughs> oh, all right. Teaching me a lot here. And, I dig it. Yeah, okay, but yeah, I mean, you know, and like Slipknot. Slipknot, you could actually understand what Corey's saying, but he would be like, I want to slit your throat and fuck the wound. And I'm like 15 and I'm like, not even yeah. 15. I started listening to Slipknot when I was like 12. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah. I want to slit your throat and fuck the wound, mom. <laughs> it's like, what did you say? You heard me, mom. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, or like, and like, I was such a fucking tryhard as like a kid. I would like, in, in like middle school, I'd be listening. To like, I'd be like, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me, Mrs. Richie. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I won't turn in my English homework. Actually, I will. I was a very good student. But, like, fuck you anyway. <laughs> I'm just going to say like, I'm I was, not, but here it is. I'd worked really hard on it. Thank you. I was trying so hard to be edgy, but I was such a fucking goody two-shoes. You were a good like, noodle. Now I don't try at all to be edgy. I'm just a bitch now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you call it now. You know? Well, because, you know, I mean, like, it's also like one of those things where, like, I had such a code of ethics as a child. When I was a youngin, when I was in high school, 
yeah. not even high school, probably middle school, I, I started identifying as straight edge. Um, and I was like, I literally like, I was like, I'm never going to touch any of these substances. And, you know, if you do, you're weak minded. I was judgmental about it. I had like a real chip on my shoulder for Ooh. somebody who, I mean, not that I had never been pressured in like to drink. I mean, even my mom was like, don't you want to try a sip of wine? You know, because <laughs> that's what moms do. But like. Just um, sip, honey. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but like, uh, fucking, you know, I I I had a real chip on my shoulder about it because I just kind of felt like alienated, I guess, by like the party scene. But like, it's high school and in a small town in the suburbs, it's like what party scene, really? You know, it's like, I mean, the parties existed, but they were sad because later in high school, I went to some and I was like, oh. This is this is what they were like. You know, I didn't get invited to a lot of parties in high yeah. school because I wasn't the type of person that I would also not invite to a party. I mean, not that I would invite any high schooler to a party, but you know what I'm saying. Like you, a person who you. behaved as I did, I would not want to invite to my party. But like, I don't know. I, I had like all these ideas in my head. I mean, my fucking like and like not all of them were untrue. Like, you know, it's unhealthy. It's bad for you. It's like, you know. Puts you in dangerous situations, makes you do shitty things that you might not otherwise do. Sure. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. But like, on the other hand, um, a Midori sour tastes good and it makes me not a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I, the f- second time I ever got drunk, I was at my friend's birthday party and I met this girl and like, I was drunk and I, I have never been bold. I have never known how to flirt. But with this girl, I was just like, we were just talking. And then she was like looking at me and I was like, do it. And then she kissed me. And I've never had that happen. So kids, if you're listening, alcohol gets you laid. (laughs) (laughs) That's the message of the show. (laughs) It wasn't even like she was drunk and I was, no, like she was sober and I was drunk and then over the course of the night, I got less drunk, but we didn't stop making out. <laughs> yes, that's even better. <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm very new to the drinking thing. I'm still a pussy. I went to a bar uh, called Scum and Villainy, which is like a Star Wars themed bar with yeah. uh, for, uh, for my friend's birthday. That's in L.A. And I tried the blue milk. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's super sweet. Like, this is totally like, you you know, you can handle it even though you're a pussy. I could not. I got four sips in, which I was very brave to get four sips in. And then I was like, here, this is yours. Happy birthday. You know, um, Midori Sour, good shit. Tastes like a, tastes like a green Jolly Rancher. Again, uh, uh, um, Mike's Hard the freezes, the the cherry and the, the blue raspberry freeze, those are great because they just taste like you know, like a fucking melted icy, basically. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's the good shit. And uh, I think I had a I had a couple of Smirnoff ices or some shit like that, um, and the Seagrams. And that's all of the alcoholic beverages I have ever liked in my life. I've tried several others. They have all been bad. They all make my mouth hurty hurty. Um, <laughs> except White Claw doesn't make me hurt. It just doesn't taste good because I hate seltzers. <laughs> mm, okay. But okay. Real, real, like, girly drinks only, you know? <laughs> okay. You like but, something that tastes yummy. Yeah, no, fuck. Like, I don't know why anybody drinks beer. I can't even smell beer. 
But what about what about like a good? Because like I'm a I'm a kind of per, I'm the kind of person that likes a, a good cocktail. You know, a cocktail that like it's, it looks like a small amount of of liquid to drink, but you're sipping it throughout the night and it lasts you thirty to forty five minutes. How does that sound to you? You know, I mean, I haven't tried a lot of cocktails, but the last one I tried uh, tasted like it tasted like if I if I dipped Takis in Windex. Ooh, what did you have? <laughs> I don't remember. Takis in Windex. Some, it was some shit that I was I was on another day, <laughs> and uh, um, we uh, which this is I want to I want to. I went three years without touching a woman, and then suddenly this year I have game all of a sudden, and I don't know Ooh. what happened. I blame it on the a- 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 alcohol, but <laughs> I was also I've 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 been able to flirt sober since like this year, so maybe uh, I got hotter, or maybe I got more confident, or maybe I finally got over my ex, um, but. Maybe all three, but a little a little cocktail of, of your sudden, own, right there. All of a sudden, I listen to Weezer voluntarily rather than being required to. Uh, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, well, you have to listen to Weezer when you don't get laid. Like, it's not a choice. You try to play any other band, and it just turns into Weezer. I you mean, just kind of wake up, and Perfect Situation is blasting off in the distance somewhere, you know. But now it's like. <laughs> Now I can put on Buddy Holly and point to a bitch when he says, and you're just like, and, and you look like Mary Tyler Moore or whatever. Fucking like, I, I like now I can do that shit because I'm because I'm fucking Buddy Holly. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it, it sounds like confidence uh, from my All perspective sudden, here. What it is, you know what it is. I I, I kissed mm-hmm. one woman and one woman, one woman, and I suddenly I was like, oh, I know how to do this. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I've had I've 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 suddenly accidentally gained the ability to not be a total fucking loser, um, which is great to develop at 22. Kind of wish I had developed it at 17, but also probably would have gotten into some worse situations had I. Um, Things happen you know. for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird though. It's weird though having your like first healthy romantic and sexual encounters be at the age of 22. Hmm. Well, how so? You're like, oh, this is like nice and doesn't suck. Didn't realize it was supposed to not suck. I mean, it probably feels a lot less stressful when you're compared, like, you know, 17 versus, you know, 20, 22. You're probably a lot more comfortable. You're not like rushing or anything, probably, to be like, oh, I'm in trouble. Where am I? When you're 17, it's like you get into a relationship just because you think it's like you have to. I mean, that's what I did, and it did not go well. Especially because I was dating a bitch in college, which, I mean, you know, don't do that. If you're in high school, kids, don't do it. It's not a good idea. They're in in college. It was only only a two-year age gap. Still, too much, you know? At that age, it's like Mm. two years. Two years is a lot more than, you know? Like, 22 and 24, nothing, I feel like, you know? You're like, you know, even 22 and 20, I feel like, is kind of a lot. I mean, not that much. Like, not to the point of it being weird, but to the point it's like... I don't know it's very different you know i wonder if it's just like the, 
I just wonder if it's just the experience, you know, like the, what a person's gone through. And I'm not talking about like sexual experience. No, but I'm just saying like what they've experienced in life, right? Like how much hardship they've had to go through or like how easy their life's been, you know, like sometimes you can't really relate to someone because they might have that, you know, 17 year old mindset when they're like, oh, life's just free and fun, whatever. But like if you're in college and whatnot, I mean, some people definitely go through some shit before they, you know, hit high school even. But yeah, true, I think true. honestly, most of what it what it boils down to, at least for me, is like. I mean, my first relationship was super toxic, mostly not not necessarily even because of the age gap. I feel like, you know, it was it's two years. And when we met, she was a senior and I was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like I had never been in a relationship before. She had been in multiple relationships. Um, I had never done anything sexual before. I had, you know, never done basically anything before. Um, and, you know, she had all this experience in that regard. Uh, and we had both like had similar like, you know. I guess I think a similar level of maturity, except I was very naive, you know, like on a level of emotional maturity, I think I was the more mature, honestly, but on a level of like, like I was so green at the time, you know, and so it was easy to, you know, I was kind of easy to, you know, you could say anything to me, you know, Um, and also I had a, a, you know, a little bit more to prove because I had never done this before. So I wanted to, you know, kind of prove to myself that I could do it. Um, where it's like now it's like, okay, I finally actually have done like, you know, oh, wow, I can actually like not only flirt, but then also have a good time after. And then also like, you know, we don't end up hating each other. Wow. Like even if it doesn't turn into like, you know, I'm not in an exclusive relationship or anything right now, but it's like, it's like, wow, like this can be like a thing where we have like a personal and physical and romantic and like emotional connection and it doesn't suck. That's very new, you know, very new to me. Uh, a lot of things are new to me. I've been uh, I've been kind of. I was about to say being born again, but that makes me sound Christian. Super Christian. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I was like, ah, blessings. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But like it's. Uh, yeah, it's been a weird fucking uh, year. I mean, you know, it's well, no, it's been a weird fucking two years because since 2020, everything's been fucking one big giant year really i feel like i mean they 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 did say that 2020 like you know not just with covid and shit right the pandemic but like it was like a big like awakening like a great awakening went through with when it came to just us as you know as people right so i wonder Mm -hmm. if like i don't know my girlfriend's into all that uh uh astrological stuff and she's like the leo's gates open it's for change you know and i'm and who knows the validity to all that, you know? Like, who knows the validity of Christianity? It's your sign. Right? My sign? I'm a Sagittarius with a Capricorn cusp. Ooh. What's your, what's your moon and rising? Shit, I don't know this. I think my girlfriend knows this. Ah, of course your girlfriend knows this. <laughs> I don't know this. I, I, I should have this down on a notebook. Sun and moon. Okay. Sagittarius rising, which means that I'm a huge bitch. Um, <laughs> but I'm also... I'm also Sagittarius, you know, Mercury. So I'm a good, I'm, a, I'm an interesting communicator. <laughs> wait, so wait, so if you have any Sagittarius like within you, does that mean just that just don't tell you what to do? Like you're going to, you're going to live your life. Like that's, I don't know. That's the, that's the essence I feel as a Sagittarius. I feel like for Sagittarius, it's just like, I hate the unnecessary bullshit. You know, I love bullshit. Don't get me wrong. I just hate bullshit that doesn't serve me, you know? It's like, you know, like, anything, like, socially, 
or even like, you know, fiscally, it's like I am a pretty frugal person to the point that even my mom is like, you know, you could buy things sometimes. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I'll just be like, you know, like if I don't need it, I don't need it. Like I'll wear the I'll wear the same band shirts for years and years and years until they wear out because, I mean, they still got still in one piece, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like uh, fucking uh, like I'm like I just like anything that doesn't feel like it's going to give me something, you know, it's like I don't I don't fuck with it. And so like Mercury for communication is like, you know, I'm kind of again, I'm a bitch. I'm very direct. What does that blunt, mean, not to the point of being not to the point okay. of being heartless. I don't think I'm like I don't think I'm like brutal or whatever, but like I'm not going to, you know, I don't like to bullshit people, you know, I like to I like to fuck with people. But it's also like I'm not I'm not so socially unaware that I don't develop like, you know, some kind of rapport with somebody before roasting them. You know, like I'm not I'm not mean. Yeah. Can be mean. like I'm mean to my homies, you know, because they know I love them. Like, uh, you know, fucking uh, like <laughs> when I play with Loser Parade, like I'll roast the shit out of all of them and they'll roast the shit out of me. And it's a, it's a very back and forth. But then it's like also it's like, you know, I wouldn't be playing with you, obviously, if I didn't respect you as musicians, you know? Yeah. Um, if I wasn't having a good time and if you weren't people that I like being around, like I wouldn't be here, obviously, you know? Um, and so it's like at the same time, it's like you know, if, we're, if we're practicing and something happens, I'm like, yeah, you fucked up, Andrew. You know, like um, and then all, like also in like real situations, it's like if like something's not working, I'm going to tell you it's not working, you know? Um, uh, and at the same time, I'm a sensitive bitch. I'm a fucking crybaby. Not in a literal sense. I'm actually very bad at crying. I often want to. I rarely do. I don't know why. I think it's a. I think it's literally hormonal. But okay, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we like you know the physical and the emotional responses are not always in line with each other. And then at the mm-hmm. same time, sometimes my body will make me cry when I don't feel like crying. And no, that can be, you know, and that can no, be how like, is that just like a bad day or is that hormonal? Like you said, but sometimes it's like, I'm not sad. I'm just overwhelmed, you know? And yeah. it's like, it's oh. not like I'm like, I'm crying because I like want to sulk about this or whatever, or because I need help or whatever. It's just kind of a matter of like, I have a lot of things on my plight, my plight on my plate. And then my eyes are just like, Hey, what if I made it hard to see real quick? <laughs> That's a real plight. Got a little plate on my plate right now. I can't see anything. Oh, yeah, in it. We just uh, we we <laughs> just fucking went to Texas to play with Crawlers a couple months ago, and they're British. They're uh, they're from where are they from? I think they're from Sheffield. Sheffield, Sheffield England. God, I've never. I think heard that's that place. close. To, uh, that's close to. Fuck, what's the name of the place where the Beatles are from? Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, it's close to Liverpool, I believe. Oh. I might be completely wrong. I might be a liar. <laughs> I might be like, I might be like when my British friend was like, like, basically like, oh, that's in LA, and I'm like, no, that's an hour and a half from LA. And she's like, ah, that's in LA, <laughs> you know. Fair. Um, that's fair. Or like, I've, I've I've heard horror stories of tourists who are like. Oh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go see the Statue of Liberty, and then we're gonna see the Hollywood sign, and it's a two week vacation, and we're driving, <laughs> and and you're oh. like, mm, I don't know about that one, Chief. I don't know. Good luck. How long are you staying at each venue? Like a second. And we're gonna and 
Yeah, or like, or people who like. I mean, okay, you know, Texas is too big. We went to Texas with crawlers, right? We played mm-hmm. in Houston and Dallas, which are like, I think, like two and a half, three hours away from each other. Which already, that's a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we to get out there, we we played a couple shows on our own, like without them, because um, they were coming from the opposite direction, and. Uh, so we played in Phoenix, which, like, four hours from us, I think, you know? And then, uh, give or take, I mean, I think it was actually more like five-hour drive. Um, but, you know, it's, like, with stops and whatever. I don't know. It's probably, like... Yeah. Um, but then we drove out to El Paso, which was, I think, the longest... Uh, no, I think El Paso to San Antonio was the longest drive. Um, but we that? drove out to El Paso... Drove out to El Paso. We played a show in some guy's living room. Um, it was called the Nature House. We played in a living room in El Paso. It was really cool. Um, Where was the, the audience? Sorry, excuse me. Where was the audience? They were also in the living room. <laughs> How big is was the, living room? In the living room? We removed all the furniture. We played in the corner, and everybody else stood around us. And uh, I mean, they were fucking fun. Like they were like people were. We did. We do a cover of "Dead" by My Chemical Romance. Like mm-hmm. people were singing along to it. People were jumping when we told them to jump. You know. I mean, you know, it's not like they were like watching, going crazy the whole time because you kind of can't. But towards the end of the set, like people were doing a little mini baby mosh pit. You know. Um, hey. <laughs> not to knock Grandma's picture off the wall or whatever. You know, <laughs> but like, um, there was pizza too. It was cool. Um, nice. People like bought a lot of merch. That was one of the that was one of the better nights for merch, actually. That we've like had just kind of generally. Um, I think the best night we had for merch was definitely House of Blues Houston, um, which was the next day. And we were gonna originally we were going to or not the next day. I think we had a day off in between. Yeah, um, we originally we were gonna stay the night at the house in El Paso, but. Uh, the band just kind of wasn't comfortable doing it because it was like, you know, it's this house that these two, like, older guys kind of live in. And it's like, I don't think they're creepy or anything. It was mm-hmm. just kind of like, you know, like, you know, it's it's even though they were perfectly nice and like we had no reason not to trust them. It's kind of like still like we just met you, you know, thing, you know, and like I am a lot more trusting than my bandmates. Just generally, I think I'm honestly too trusting of a person sometimes. <laughs> um like I'm very like down like if like I just look at a person I'm like ah you seem fine you want to hold all of my valuables while I go to the bathroom for five minutes I'll be right back and then I come back and they haven't stolen my things so you know (laughs) sure far good instincts on your part no I've yet to be robbed um nice nice will have been robbed on my watch though (laughs) um played we threw a Halloween show at Tana's house and uh, Chris, the bass player from Reasons Above All, his bass got stolen from the house, from Tana's house. I don't know how. Uh, I, no, fucking. That's fucking terrible. Yeah. So somebody just took his bass. So that fucking sucked. Um, and nobody saw it either. But like, so you know, hmm. obviously I've been around thieves, uh, yeah. but I've yet to have anything of mine stolen. Um, <laughs> which I count myself very lucky in that regard. I have almost lost my shit, though. I've, like, left venues and then had to turn around and be like, sorry, I left my stand. <laughs> I need my stand back. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I did that once after after chewing Shelby out for leaving. She left uh, 
don't remember what she left. She left something. I think it was like uh, her like mic bag or her stand or whatever. But um, they had like loaded in the van, and they were. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go in and double check that we didn't leave anything. Uh, and it was like something. So it's something really like obvious, you know. And it was like, and I brought it out, and I was like, Shelby, you gotta like, you know, track your shit, Shelby. Like, get it together. <laughs> and then we like they packed up their shit. They left. I packed my shit up, and I went to hang out with um Fing Banger after the show. This was when we played at Harvard and Stone. Um I went to hang out with them at uh their manager Blair's house and I got there and then I looked in the back and I realized like, oh, I don't have when I was like going to like cover all my shit up, I was like, oh, I don't have my amp stand and then I drove back to the venue, which luckily was close. It was like a 10 minute thing, but I like had to drive back and I was like, oh yeah, we put it upstairs cuz that's where like needed it to be out of the way for fire code reasons um and i just right, didn't right because it wasn't next to the stage so i didn't look for it but uh yeah i fucking that w- that one was a, l- a wee bit embarrassing because uh i had literally <laughs> just been like shelby keep track of your stuff oh, yeah? shelby. where's your shit are you uh, <laughs> uh she would have <laughs> It's like, honestly, it's the least important piece of equipment, like, in, like, the entire anything is the amp stand. Because the reason it was upstairs was because I wasn't using it because the stage was mm. high. But when we play shows with low stages, I have an amp stand to raise the amp. It's, that's all it does. <laughs> it's all not right, it's not right. special. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's nice. But a lot of the times we don't end up using it, but I just bring it, you know. <laughs> right on. You know, that you was, gotta do better have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Oh, what was that? Amp stand was actually a gift from Richie from Reasons Above All. Oh, oh nice. Good old Richie. Again, again, we, we like we like Richie, but I'll, I'll go band, dude. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love Richie. Uh, all right, I think this is a good time to get to my favorite segment of the podcast. Ooh, you got a segment. I have a segment. I'm very. I love this segment. It's. Uh, have you ever heard of Inside the Actor Studio? No. All right. Wonderful. Well, Inside the Actor Studio. I've been inside an actor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're in good company here. I like inappropriate shit like that. I like your style, Aria. I like your style. <laughs> so what's Inside the Actor? So when you're inside, inside the actor, you wiggle, wiggle. No, um, uh, no. So inside the actor studio is a show that was on back in the day on Bravo, where a guy named James Lipton would host it, and it was basically a lecture at Pace University, in New York, for a bunch of grad students, and he would interview an actor and just you know have a conversation like we just did, and at the end he would ask them questions, a set of ten questions, uh, and these questions are deceptively simple, but incredibly insightful. I will talk for 45 minutes on each of them. Okay. If you haven't noticed, I'm a big talker. Don't know how to shut the fuck up. Wait, really? No. Way. Haven't noticed? No. no. I'm real bad at shutting up, and I'm also really good at getting sidetracked. Well, I mean... I th- we'll answer five questions that you didn't ask before I answer the one that you did ask. I'm just saying, you ever think of starting a podcast? It seems like you could do that on the side, too, then. <laughs> Shit. I actually, we did, I did have a podcast with Andrew from Loser Parade. It was called Scene Better Days, but scene like like the local scene. Yeah. We did, we did, a, couple, we did a few interviews, and then 
we kind of just got busy with other things. We still have a couple episodes actually that we haven't dropped yet. Uh, we like interviewed like um, Candy Lion and Jiraiya. I don't know if those are out yet. I think those are still just on Andrew's laptop. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Hopefully this sparks something up for you. Maybe if you have time in your busy schedule. Man, I'm probably honestly at, at some point when I have more time on my hands, I'm probably just going to start doing some podcast shit. Like, you know, but the, the problem is the problem is uh, I need to learn how to let the other person talk. If I'm going to host a podcast with guests, because <laughs> mm. learning. Yeah, it's all right. It's good. When I'm the guest. I can make it all about me. Take up nobody wants to, nobody wants to hear a podcast where the host talks on and on and then at the end is like oh by the way this is my guest you know <laughs> uh well hey man if you have, if you have a podcast please i'd be love to be invited on i'll come on to your show oh yeah all right all right well hey, let's so here are the 10 questions uh, again take your time thinking about the answer and hey you can say as much or say as, as little as you would like to answer each question would kill baby hitler you would. Okay, question seven's out of the way. Cool. For that. <laughs> All right, here we, here we go. Are you ready? No. Beautiful. First question. What is your favorite word? Favorite word? Um, if we're going by the words that I use the most in conversation, other than articles such as the, right, um, and 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 whatnot, um, I would say, uh, fuck. I, I say fuck a lot. Now I'm really bad at not being the person who says fuck. Um, my bandmates have pointed out that I say like a lot too, but at some point I started switching from saying like a lot to saying fuck a lot. And now I kind of do both. Um. Uh, because I just, you know, like, I fucking, you know, like, I fucking, like, it's, you know, like, fucking, when you fucking, like, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, so I say fuck a lot. And also because it's just, like, in the right, in the right, like, usage, fuck goes a long way. Even if you, even if you use it a lot. Some people don't use it a lot so that when they say it, it hits harder. I can make it hit hard even if I say it five times, you know? Then, on the other hand other words that I enjoy um helicopter here's why no pterodactyls mm -hmm. yes so right, pterodactyls pterosaurs right Air, the prefix ter p-t-e-r means wing pterodactyl means wing finger uh pterosaur I believe means winged lizard and so Air, right? The P is silent. Means wing. Helicopter. Ends in P-T-E-R. You know where that comes from? Means wing. Helico is as in helix, as in a spiral. It's a spiral wing. A helicopter has spiral wings, right? Uh-huh. It shouldn't be pronounced helicopter. It should be pronounced helicotere. P should be silent. You just blew my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, I do that. Whoa, thank you. Yeah, you know what else blew my mind? Theodore wow. and Dorothy are the same name. Wait, what? Theodore and Dorothy? Yeah, Theodore and Dorothy. How are they the same the, name? It's just you switch the prefix and suffix around. Theodore, Dorothy. 
Holy shit. <laughs> means gift from God or God's gift. Are you a writer as well, by any chance? Yes, I am. <laughs> wow, you sound like a wizard with words. I learned that in AP uh, Lit in 12th grade. I did uh, three creative writing poetry workshops and one fiction writing workshop in college. Um, and uh, I write songs now. I've been doing – that's another new thing. I used to not write songs. I used to write – I mean I would write you know, my guitar parts at first and I would write you know, little arrangement bits for like you know, just kind of how like the song would come together. Like I would write a guitar part and then we would put the song together and then I'd maybe be like, hey, there should be a fill here or like what if the bass did this or whatever, you know, like suggestions. And then I started just like – cutting demos on my own time when I started learning how to use logic. And that was like in college, like I started learning how to use logic and making shitty demos. And then I started learning how to make not as shitty demos. And then I was like, well, I should probably learn how to just write fucking songs. And so I, <laughs> this year have for the first time actually written and completed like songs with words that I wrote. So that's another new thing that I'm doing. This year is the year of doing new things that I thought that I couldn't do before. So, word. But yeah, I've written a lot of poetry. Songwriting is a lot harder than poetry. Because mm-hmm. in poetry, you don't have to shut the fuck up. Um, you don't have to worry so much about whether a person's going to get bored. Because poetry is always a little bit boring. And you kind of, if you like poetry, you have already accepted that. And so you come in with more patience. Writing a song, mm, hard. Because you gotta, you gotta get to the fucking point. You still gotta, you still gotta, you know, make it hit. So mm-hmm. very different uh, uh, mindset, very different practice. Um, took me a long time to get used to because I was not, wasn't not writing songs like out of a lack of trying. I was just trying and failing. And then this year, mm-hmm. I like after a long while of having given up, I was like, all right, I'm really gonna fucking, gonna fucking get up and go and do it this time. Anyway, so that was uh oh. Another favorite word of mine, charcuterie. Oh. It's just, it's not, it's it's a fun word to say, and it's a word that always means good times. So those are, those are, those are some favorite words of mine. Wonderful. Thank you. That was a great answer. (laughs) Next question. Also, molestation. It's a bad thing, but it's a fun (laughs) word because every time I read it, not when I hear it, but when I read it, I read it as mole station and I picture like a a bus station with a bunch of moles with briefcases waiting for the bus to take them to their mole jobs. I never, it's a mole station to mole station, man. (laughs) You're killing me. Okay. You read it like that once and then you can't ever read it normal again. Like I can hear the word. And it's normal, but I read the word molestation, and I read mole station. Two words, mole station. You just uh, <laughs> tweaked my head now. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm going to read mole station mole. from now on. <laughs> uh, wait, I said it was a bus station. It would be a subway, obviously. Oh, yeah, underground. Little mole station. <laughs> All right. Also, mole station. Great band name if you want to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should start that band. I'm not going to, but somebody should. (laughs) Be there for the first show. That's it, though. (laughs) All right. Next question. What is your least favorite word? Oh, um, 
I'm not allowed to say that word. Oh? What? what? Is it like an inappropriate word? I mean, you know, I, th- I think most of the worst words are. Okay, fair, fair. I don't, okay. think, I don't think it would be fair. Like, some people are like, my least favorite word is moist. It's like, no, because you still say it. <laughs> no. Like, my fa- my least favorite words are probably all racist, you know? Mm. Or like, like, you know, something. Okay. Maybe anti-Semitic, you know? I mean, there's a lot of... There's a lot of there's a lot of words for we don't like that group of people. I think those are probably all the worst ones, you know. Um, words that I like actually hate, like that would be them. But if words that I dislike, words that I think are a little bit dumb, you know, because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna exaggerate and say that uh, refrigerator is my least favorite word, but I do dislike the word refrigerator because fridge has a D in it and refrigerator does not. What? Wait. R e f r i g e r a t o r refrigerator. But then when you spell fridge, f r i d g e. You know what else? Pigeon should have a d in it. Why? Why? Wait. 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 It, do, wait, it doesn't. I thought. Wait. I think the Pokemon Pidgey might, but. <laughs> Pretty sure a pigeon does not. I also don't know if I'm right about the Pokemon thing. Pidgey I might just is be lying. spelled with a D. She has a D. Okay, well there you go. But pigeon, the bird in real life. Also, uh-huh. you know what's fucked up about pigeons? Pigeons and doves are the same bird. Yeah, just doves, doves are just, are just white. white. Yeah, doves are just white pigeons. God, we spread racism to the animal kingdom. Pigeons are like you know the stupid city bird that eats your hoagie or whatever off the floor and and doves are the symbol of peace and armistice and whatever and it's like no it's like they're the same fucking bird still all birds are stupid (laughs) and they're all dinosaurs that's another thing i want to clear this up right now phylogenetically another favorite word phylogenetically birds are dinosaurs they are avian dinosaurs they are not just descended from dinosaurs they are dinosaurs they are avian dinosaurs Non-avian dinosaurs are extinct. Avian dinosaurs are alive, and they are called birds. Whoa. People are... Uh, also, they're not, like, directly... Like, it's not like... Well, this chicken used to be a T-Rex. Then when you eat <laughs> a chicken nugget, she flick a T-Rex. You're eating a real T-Rex. <laughs> it's not like that. But also, chicken does taste better when it's shaped like a T-Rex. But it is a dinosaur. It's Science, just not that. Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. White. Yes, science. <laughs> you fucking trip me out here, Ari. I fucking love you. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh next question. Okay. And this one's like a two-parter just for explanation. What turns you on? What makes you happy? Okay. What turns me on sexually? Um, is <laughs> <laughs> that's why I gotta repeat the second one? Uh, okay, wait, wait. Are you telling me that when you're sexually turned on, you're not happy? I mean, well, unless I like to be sad when I'm turned on. That's, that's my. What if my kink was to get Mental super depressed? Pie-wing. What if like I like to like be really like like oh I hate myself. I don't. Well, that makes me feel great. <laughs> Shit, never mind. <laughs> that reminds me. Of- 
One of my favorite terrible Reddit stories, and I have a lot of favorite terrible Reddit stories because people will share anything about their lives on Reddit. Oh yeah, <laughs> this open guy, there. This guy was talking about how uh, his girlfriend wanted him to degrade her. Uh huh. He didn't know how to do it, so he ended up just calling her the R word. <laughs> And she was like, no, that's not how you do it, sweetheart. Yeah, baby, you're so rude. Yeah, you, 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 you what? Can you imagine no. being that girl? The, the sentence was, oh, yeah, you like that? You fucking. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so, like, how do you, how do you get to that point in your life? Anyway, so get... that's what turned me on. <laughs> How do you come back from that? Like, how do you? That's the black eyed peas. <laughs> anyway, uh, things that so turn what, me on. Tell me. Um, you know, if I'm being real honest, right? Mm-hmm. Thing that turns me on the most, both sexually and non-sexually, making somebody really enjoy themselves. Mm. Like, not to not to be. Uh, um, corny, but like the best part of uh, a human interaction is is making the other person glad to know you. You know, yeah. I feel like that's where it's at. Like, and, and this is why I don't get dudes who like. I always hear these stories about dudes who fuck. Uh, and they like you know they're like skip the foreplay come in thirty seconds and then they're like okay I had I had my fun you know like every every girl I know who fucks dudes has fucked one of those dudes mm-hmm. and it's like I don't get it because quite frankly I am not aroused unless the other person is having a good time mm-hmm. it's just how it should work if you want to masturbate masturbate you know yeah. Do it at home like everybody else. You know, don't do it in a Starbucks. I don't know. Not some, some lessons you learn the hard way. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, and not to yeah. be too not to be too presumptuous on on you know on people, especially you know, on guys or anything like, to be generalizing. But a lot of the times, people who are like that were just you know pump and dump and like oh I had my fun. There's like some real serious like attachment wounds in there. You know, like it sounds yeah, and it's, a lot of it also I think is like the mindset of just like sex is a trophy. Which, I mean, I'm not going to act like you don't feel like a boss when you suddenly stop being a fucking loser virgin. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. It did things for my confidence, but You're like, at I'm the a same boss time, bitch. Like, I did it. At the same time, it's like when you're with somebody, you're not the only person, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I don't get the appeal of acting like you are, you know? Um, and that goes for like you know any kind of social interaction. I'm just bringing up sex because you said what turns you on. Oh yeah, baby, does that turn <laughs> you on? But like, you know what? You know what turns me on? A, a Minnesotan accent. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You like that? Oh. Oh yeah. I oh, heard yeah. That the parking oh, yeah. lot was as That's big real. as the That's mall. Real cool. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, in other in in platonic interactions too it's like it's fun to just listen to a person talk and see that they're excited you know it's fun to just kind of you know be a person who is fun to be around you know yeah that's another thing that's new for me i'm fun to be around (laughs) just that 
been annoying and I've been a downer. Now I'm still annoying, but I'm fun. <laughs> mm, okay, right on. Well, you haven't been a downer yet. I mean, here with me, I can't say you're a downer. downer. I hardly know her. <laughs> I'm surprised we got I'm this just, far. I'm in just the setting you up. Like, I'm seriously just, I feel like I'm setting you up every time. We do that joke so fucking much. It's honestly a problem. Like, with my band, I don't even have to finish the joke. I just say, downer, and they're all groaning already. Fair enough. That's the best kind of joke, is the kind where you don't even need to say the punchline. You just say the setup, and they already fucking, probably like, ugh. You got them groaning already. I believe in jokes as warfare. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah, make people uncomfortable. I want, I want my comedy to inflict psychic damage. Oh. All right, question Question: This is this isn't a, this isn't this isn't a, just because you brought a Pokemon and now you bring up this. If you were a Pokemon, would you be a psychic type? Uh, probably not. I'd probably be a bug type. Oh, I would nice. probably be okay. Scizor because its head looks like Sonic the Hedgehog but red. Uh, that was why I liked it as a kid. <laughs> um, or a water type because I'm a water sign. Um, <laughs> I do tend to like the water. I guess I do like some psychic types. I like I like Espeon, um, but I prefer Umbreon. Um, and I like um, I like Arctic Uno. Better than Zapdos or Moltres. I'm trying to. I'm thinking of legendaries because those are the ones that I still remember the names of. I don't remember the names of all uh, like what is there like 800 now or whatever. Jesus, <laughs> Scizor got a new. I mean, uh, no, Scyther got a new evolution. Did you hear about that? Wow, I did not. Yeah, it's like a rock not, type now. What? It's like rock and bug, and it's like it has like giant boulders now. Noxious. I like uh, Kabutops. Like uh, trilobites. Trilobites are cool. I like prehistoric animals. I don't remember what the Pokemon was called, but there's one that's based on an uh, Anomalocaris. I love Cambrian arthropods. This is a very specific thing that I enjoy. They look like Pokemon, but in real life, partially because they have based Pokemon off of them, but they're just such fucking weird-looking critters. Like Opabinia, Anomalocaris, trilobites, uh, Wawaxia, uh, just fucking weird critters. I love a weird critter. Pokemon, Pokemon's pretty cool, but I like I like a weird critter that's believable. I don't like the weird critter where it's like, oh, what if if ice cream had a face? Because that's lame. You know? It's like there's weirder shit in the in, in the bottom of the ocean. Apparently, I'm exactly. I it. Jesus, I want to live at the bottom of the ocean, but apparently that's illegal because I would die. I don't think, I mean, I don't think that's an illegal thing. I just think that's like a health hazard, you know, dying. No, like they won't let you have the submarine and apparently oh. holding people at gunpoint is a crime. Fucking close-minded like, twits. You're supposed to persuade them, you know? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. It makes sense yeah. to me. All right, next question. What turns you off? What makes you unhappy? What turns me off? Um... <clears throat> No. Just in general. Um I hate money and just not having it. Um I hate uh You know what I hate? No. Okay, we're gonna get existential here. You know what I fucking hate? Uh. Is that nothing is ever as good 
as like if you have any kind of expectations, nothing ever lives up to them. Even if those expectations are bad, things are never like bad in as entertaining of a way. Even you know, um, and nothing is ever like I am. A, uh, I was poisoned by television as a child, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing is ever as glamorous as it is in a in in, in a fucking Disney sitcom, right? Um, they don't show right like you know they don't show in movies they don't show the scenes where in between you know after the car chase but before the scene of getting kidnapped the action hero has to take a shit you know they just don't show it you're always gonna have to take another shit until you die you know and after that you're gonna have to wipe your ass probably i hope you know uh and you have to brush your teeth and you have to do laundry and None of it is ever going to be fun. It never gets more entertaining than it was the last 100,000 times you've done it. Uh, And you will always have to do it. And then you'll always have to sleep. And sleep will take up a third of your life. And I don't even dream, so I don't even get to have fun while I sleep. Uh, And so it's just like all of this, like, I mean, when you boil it down, really, if if you subtract from life all of the time spent sitting in traffic or taking a shit, taking a shower or brushing your teeth or you know picking your clothes or whatever all of the time you spend doing essentially nothing like it's not nothing because it's essential and you have to do it mm-hmm. like eating even if you're like you know i mean i enjoy eating so i won't count that but like <laughs> it's still something that you have to do that you have to dedicate a certain amount of time in your day to you know every day right. um like if you subtract all of that it's like how much of your life do you really have if you live 80 years but a third of it you're asleep right and then let's say another 15 of those years are just taken up doing a bunch of crap it's like how much of you how much of your life is actually life this is me off you know uh and on top of that it's like you don't get to have a fun version of like being able to view it from an outside perspective and being able to romanticize the, like, you like, you know, you don't get to have, like, oh, I'm driving with the windows down and the wind in my hair and I'm singing a song and it's a beautiful day and whatever. Like, you can have that. But then your hair gets in your face and you can't see and you have to swerve and somebody cuts you off or whatever. It's like, you can't have a moment. Something always fucking ruins the moment, you know? Yeah. You can't just have a moment, you know? You're sitting and it's a beautiful night. Or like, ah, yes, the weather is perfect and, you know, like, sunset is, like, beautiful and whatever. And then you're sitting there and then you just hear, like, you know, some loud-ass fucking police sirens because some cop has to go fucking bother somebody. Or, you know, like, there's a fucking mosquito or, like, some shit. There's always some shit. All of life, you just, you're, you're trying to enjoy yourself and then there's just some shit, you know? Beautiful. It's like I can deal with like mm-hmm. actual sadness and like things that are like actually a big deal because that's plot development, you know. Like that would be kept in the movie. It's like yeah. okay, like if this is like you know a terrible relationship or like a big fight or whatever, it's like okay, that's in the movie, right? That's character development that pushes the plot forward. I think of everything in the in the terms of a narrative because I am poisoned by fiction, but also uh, I have main character syndrome and everything is about me all of the time. And so, like, when dramatic things happen, it's like, okay, this is upsetting, but it's substantial. I am at least living. 
when I am sad and when I'm experiencing immense sorrow, I am still living. I'm experiencing life in like, you know, this is like I exist, right? When you're sitting around, you know, like waiting for your friend to pick you up or, you know, whatever, like those kinds of moments in your life. You'll have a, a million of those in your life, you know, millions and millions and millions of those kinds of moments where you're just not really doing anything. You're just kind of sitting around and you won't ever remember it. Your brain is going to completely erase it because it's not important. You know, it's like I in when I was in high school, I don't know how many hours I probably spent cumulatively waiting for a bus or sitting on a bus. But like I don't remember any of it. All I remember is basically like the vague idea of the bus and the bus stop. You know, there was nothing substantial that happened in those moments. But that was, you know, I was probably cumulatively days of my life. It's just I don't have anymore. You know, it's like. I don't know. It just feels like a scam. It feels like a ripoff. It's like, OK, you get 80 years, but not really, you know? Yeah. If. uh like taxes. It's like here's your paycheck, but not really. You know? We gotta take. <laughs> or you want to we gotta not really shit. Taxes in theory pay for things that like may, might benefit you. I mean, they kind of don't really because you know, military spending and police spending or whatever instead mm. of healthcare and education and whatnot. But ideally, an infrastructure, you know. But ideally, you know, theoretically, taxes help people, right? The time you spend brushing your teeth cumulatively in your life, does it really help anybody? I mean, it kind of does, but like, not really, not meaningfully, you know? If I could just, if I could just have dentures, it's like, okay, whatever, you know? <laughs> I'll just oh, take nice. all my teeth out and I'll save myself the trouble, you know? Yeah. And we're good to go now. There you go. Let me see. Next question. Let's see. I believe we're on. Yeah, we're here. What sound or noise do you love? (laughs) Audience listeners, you really missed out (laughs) because you... uh, you hear that sound, and it's one thing, but when you see the red lipstick bouncing with the vibrations of this sound, and then is that a little drool? Yeah, probably. Okay, Imagine. wait, here's another, here's another favorite sound. Mm. That came out of Arya's mouth. What was that? <laughs> so what that is, you know Fat Albert? Uh-huh. <laughs> what you do, you do the Fat Albert voice, right? Instead of exhaling, you breathe in. It's great to do in the woods. Fucking sound like a chupacabra. Like you leave, you leave the campsite, and you're like, I gotta go take a piss, right? Go out in the woods, wait a little bit, wait until people start talking amongst themselves, and then you just. Friends, you come back, your friends are praying on the floor. They're like, well, you can that name. You can't come. 
<laughs> Except oh my, my friends knew me too well, so it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Arya, come out of the come out of the woods, Arya. Like, damn, is that what it sounds like when you piss? <laughs> <laughs> is that it coming out? <laughs> Are you peeing? <laughs> It's like when you're pissing, but the faucet's broken. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a, it kind of sounds like a, when you're drinking out of a straw, but the cup is almost empty. Holy shit, that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> All, right, All right, next question. <laughs> next question. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, uh, um... Sound or noise? Do I hate? Uh, police sirens. Um, and also I hate the fact that ambulance and fire truck sirens are the same sound, or at least too close for me to know immediately the difference. Yeah. The reason for that, not because I do crimes, I do. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the reason that I think it's annoying. Because I like to make a little joke whenever I hear police sirens. I'll be like, shit, it's the cops. You know, just, oh, shit. They're coming for me, man. They're coming for me. You know, like I just, I like to, you know, just fake, like, you know, it's it's, 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 it's a silly little thing I do sometimes. But then it's an ambulance and then it kills the whole joke. The other thing is like, you know, it's like. I hate. I also think they don't need to be that loud. Like I know that on a practical level they do. But also, it's like the lights are already so loud. You know, it's like I think ice cream trucks should have police sirens, and police sirens should have ice cream trucks, right? Or ice cream truck music. So here's the thing, right? Ice cream trucks. I feel like I always kind of hear them faintly in the distance, and you're like. Oh, that might block. Is that like close enough? But you can't really tell. And then by the time you're like, oh yeah, that sounds pretty close. You go outside and it's like they're already gone. You get your ice cream, you know. Yeah, police sirens. It's like, oh, they're coming. Oh shit, I better get ready. Let me put on my shoes. All right, let me get out there. All right, ready for this fucking ice cream, you know? Yeah. And then also, if like the cops were following you. The whole time it was playing ice cream truck music, like you'd probably surrender. I, oh. I think more criminals would turn themselves in. They might think it's an That's ice cream sh- truck. <laughs> no, just because it's fucking annoying. I've heard some really weird ice cream truck music too. Like some of them play normal songs that you would expect, like you know, like you know, like you know, nursery rhyme type shit. Yeah, uh, I heard one in L.A. that was playing the Phantom of the Opera, but like styled as ice cream truck music. Who makes that? Who is making this music? I don't fucking know. What if like it's the ice cream person? Like they're just like they're like I make music on this. <laughs> no, there's like, like to make. It's like, it's like at the old baseball games before they had recordings, so they would have like a real organist. Except it's like just a guy in the back with a synth. And he's just like playing with favorite songs and jamming out in the back of the ice cream. He's in the freezer. It's like that's my cousin he's Eddie. He needed a job. He's a synth player. He's <laughs> just got a just got a MIDI keyboard and a speaker going ham. And I had an Great. ice cream truck, so we're just like, hey, one in hey. one, you know? 
Ice cream trucks. If you want better music, just hire me, play guitar for your truck, and I will plug my amp into whatever refrigeration system you've got going on. I'm sure there's a plug somewhere, right? Electricity yeah, is a thing. But, but, like, yo, that's a great idea, though. Can you imagine, like, like instead of, like, nursery rhyme, like, little bells, you had, like, the nursery rhyme, but it was, like, a guitar shredding, like, it's like a dying cat. Yeah, people will come out to see, people will come out to fucking hear that. They're like, "What the fuck is all that?" You come outside. They're like, "Oh, it's an ice cream truck from hell." And it's like, all, it's like you ever hear the game Twisted Metal? Uh, I've heard of it. Like the clown guy has like a na- like a gnarly ice cream truck with like a giant clown head on it. Like I imagine Maybe. some like metal looking ice cream truck like that. Yeah. Oh shit. Make That's it happen. Idea. Ice cream trucks. If you're listening to this, hit me up. And then uh, we get we have to get residuals from the money you make because it's our idea. This is where it was born. Okay, trademark, copyright, done. Next question. See you in court. <laughs> You're fucking fighting me already on it. You're like it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Next question. What profession, other than your own, would you sure. like to attempt? Oh. Um. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if I can be said currently to have a profession. Let's be real here. <laughs> I mean, you're I'm not making bank. I mean, you're not you're not flown in the Benjamins, but you. I don't have to report taxes. There you go. <laughs> um, not that I would anyway. Wink. Wink. Anyway. <laughs> the government's listening. Yeah. I know. Uh, no, I'm gonna launder all my money. It's fine. Anyway, oh, fair. Uh, fair, fair, yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually making a lot of money off of music. It's all being held in offshore accounts and uh, in Switzerland. So, so anyway, uh, I don't know. I mean, other than music, I mean, obviously I write, but I don't know if I would want to be a writer because that just sounds fucking exhausting. Um, and also doesn't fucking make money. I feel like I, if I was gonna. If I was going to do something other than music, art type shit, I would want it to be something that makes more money because otherwise, why am I doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But also, I hate kind of every job that I can think of. I don't want to work retail uh, unless it's at one of those stores where you're allowed to be mean to customers. I don't want to do food service unless it's one of those restaurants where the gimmick is that you're allowed to be mean to customers. I think the bottom line is I don't want to have to put up with anybody. (laughs) Um, And then also, like... I just kind of don't believe in most jobs. Like, a lot of them are not real jobs. It's like, like, project manager. What is that? You tell other people to do things, and then they do the work. Yeah. Not working. Telling a guy to work. I could tell a guy to work. I could tell a bunch of people, hey, do your jobs. And then they would, and then I would get paid twice as much as them because I told them to do their jobs. Like, fuck you. Die. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but... Jobs that I think are cool, um, drug dealer. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. I've, learned, I've learned nothing from uh, Breaking Bad. The drug dealer, um, uh, shady lawyer. Um, <laughs> nice. All right. Better call Saul. I see you. I've, 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 I've learned no lessons. What I gained from these shows is that it is epic to be a criminal. <laughs> Inspired, if anything. Yeah. Uh, let me think. Let me think. I'm trying to think of a real answer. I would, if I'm being real honest, I would do sex work if I was hot enough. If I ever get titties, I'll probably sell pictures of them. 
like online? Like, would you be like a like a like yeah, a classic on, on the street? You know, doing I'm pretty good at online shit. You know, I'm pretty good. I, I mean, I got got a lot of TikTok followers. I'm sure I could make a little money off that. I actually do have an OnlyFans. Um, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it only has it only has guitar videos on it, but people have subscribed thinking it was going to be something else, and uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, five dollars a month, but. Know, enough people over time it adds up to not not too much but you know some a little bit of extra free money for doing no work because i just post the same videos i post on fucking instagram and tiktok and whatever so they're just you hoping know. they're like one day Arya's gonna put a toe she's gonna put a toe in i swear <laughs> that's the other thing if i had nice feet oh boy that's that's the other thing too is i feel like i would be worried that i would be bad at that because if I suddenly had nice feet or nice like boobs or whatever, I feel like I would share them too much for free just because I'm so proud of them. And <laughs> be like, "Yo, check out the rack on this bitch!" <laughs> like for free though? <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, no. Uh, if I had boobs, I don't think I would wear shirts that often. Like, what is this church? Huh. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, world. <laughs> You're welcome. You look, but don't touch. Look, but don't touch. Well, you know what would be a great job? Hmm. Okay. Um, I think it would be awesome to be a person who, uh, like... Why am I blinking on... What's the Museum of Fish Tanks called? There's a museum Aquarium. of... Oh my god, that's an... <laughs> I'm like, the fish museum! The fish museum! <laughs> I thought it was a museum of fish tanks. Oh, my dog fell. I think oh, it'd be cool. <laughs> I think it'd be cool to work in, a, in a, a museum or an aquarium. I think those would be cool. I'm sure they're not all they're cracked up to be in terms of, again, dealing with people, fucking tourists and everything. But also, I feel like generally... The people who go to an aquarium or a museum have to imagine are generally more at least just like the eagerness to learn makes me hope on some level that they are a little less stupid than whoever would pull up at like Target, you know? Mm. I have to I have to want to believe that, you know? I don't know if it's true. It could be the opposite. It could be that all of the dumbest people love aquariums. I love aquariums, and I'm pretty fucking stupid. But you know, I would I would like to imagine that the sense of curiosity means that it's bringing in people who, on some level, are not completely stupid and have you know a little bit of brain. And so maybe hopefully the people are not as bad to interact with as like retail. And also like you're not unless you work in the gift shop, you're not trying to sell them nothing. So it's like. I hope that it would be a little bit easier and you could just kind of be share a wealth of knowledge and be able to be surrounded by cool things, you know? Um, but you know, it's weird. I, I like the idea of education. I hate everything about the practice of it because my mom's a Spanish teacher. So I know that that shit is fucking stupid and bullshit. Um, I like the idea of being able to like, you know, share knowledge and you know impact people's like lives and whatever in that way i i really don't like doing it though like even as a guitar teacher it's like not the most fun thing in the world yeah. I don't hate hate it 
Because it's like, especially like the way that I do it, I'm like, you know, I, I do it freelance on my own time. It's like, okay, it's very convenient. But there's only so many times that you can show a person an A minor scale, you know? And it's like, I try to care every time, but it's like, ugh, I've done this, you know? And it's not like you can just do it once and then everybody knows it. You have to keep doing it for every person. I want to start, like, you know, I want to film some, like, videos and stuff to, like, just put on, like, a Patreon or whatever. So it's like you can just subscribe to that. And then I don't have to, you know, do individual lessons for everybody. They can just pay a little bit and, you know, have, like, you know, like, long, like, indirect lessons like pre-recorded lessons and then maybe have the one-on-one direct lessons be a separate you know thing still but just so exhausting especially when you have multiple lessons in a row of people who are around the same skill level where it's Mm -hmm. like okay i'm going to teach the next person the same thing that i'm teaching you in 45 minutes you know it's just it's yeah it's a lot of work. When, it, when, of it, work. When, you're, when you're really engaging with somebody and when they get to the level that they can really engage with music, it's more rewarding. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. most people are beginners in any field. That's just how it works. You know, most people yeah. are new. And yeah. as you go on, there's fewer and fewer people, you know, at any given skill level. So, yeah. Right on. Thank you. Right on. Next question. Let's go. Next question. What profession would you not like to do? Retail. Retail? Retail or food service. All of my friends, they can testify. Customers are all evil. Um, don't be a customer. Don't buy things ever because you're that makes you evil. Um, also, office jobs, I feel like I would die. Right on. That's like most jobs, basically. Right. <laughs> most on. normal jobs, I would fucking. <laughs> um, yeah. Beautiful. Be good at. I feel like I'd be kind of good at like marketing, logistics type stuff. Not be good at selling people things. I've. I mean, I can advertise. I've been advertising eargasm, earbuds, and whatever. Use use code hoity-toity to get ten percent off. By the way, but like you know, I feel like. As far as, like, the corporate stuff goes, it's, like, everything is so... just hate the way that everything engages with me, and so I would not want to be a part of that, you know? I like it on the, the you know, other end, I guess. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, like, I could make a TikTok to sell you some earplugs or whatever. I'm, like, I don't want to be, like, in charge of getting people to be influencers for a company or whatever. I don't want to be in charge of like how to run the social media of a company or whatever, you know, like that just seems annoying. Right on. Right. And limiting. <laughs> All right. And now final question. Oh, very interested to see. I thought you said they were respond. T- this is 10. Oh, then I can't count. Yeah. We've been, re- what was your favorite word? Least favorite word, your turn on, turn off, sound or noise you love, sound or noise you hate, favorite curse word, what profession would you like to do? What profession didn't ask me favorite you? curse word. I didn't? I did. I, I did. Your favorite curse word, um, no. Your favorite right. word was fuck, though. So I guess that already counts. But now you gotta, now you got to think of a tenth oh question. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. No, thank, no wait. No. I want to hear your favorite curse word because it can be different. 
because my favorite question is fuck, but that's also just my favorite word. So I think that counts as one question. So you gotta you gotta think of a tenth. <laughs> okay. Um, oh wait, no, but I did ask you another question in between all these. What Pokemon type would you be? Oh, okay, okay. So this is ten. There you go. All right, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Tenth question. We did this. All right, here we go. If heaven exists, what would you huh. like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Hmm. That depends. Is God a woman? If, in your interpretation of this question, God's a woman, then yes. I would rather God be a woman. Because I think most, th- most fun things that a woman can say, if a man said them, they're sus. Oh. Oh. Okay. Please ex- explain. Well, I mean, like, I mean, the obvious one is, like, flirting, right? You know? Mm-hmm. It's just automatically a little weirder. But also, like, especially, like, like, objectifying or degrading flirts, it's like, a woman can objectify me. That's fine. A woman can be, like, a sweet cheeks, you know? <laughs> That's not yeah. how anybody... Uh, why am I British? Hey, sweet cheeks. Fancy a shag. You got Brit- <laughs> British chicks hitting on you. That's why. Yeah, that's like... British people flirt. <laughs> Fancy a shag, love. <laughs> no, but like, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like cat calls, but like none that would apply to me. Like nobody's going to be like, hey, nice tits. I don't have any. But like if I had tits and a woman was like, nice tits, I'd be happy. If a man said that, I would want him dead. Mm. Um, no, it's just kind of one of those things. Um, or like a woman can call me a slut, you know? It's, it's fine. Like, that's allowed. Um, I think... And then also, like, if a guy's trying to sell you something, it's always worse. I don't know why. I mean, anybody trying to sell you something sucks. For whatever reason... I, you, you would think it would be the opposite because Girl Scouts are somehow worse than men. Girl Scout, here's, the, here's the problem. Girl Scouts are evil because they actually have something you want. Cookies. Yeah, no. Girl Scouts are evil. And they Girl Scouts could sell me cyanide. Um, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. Even, even like, fucking, like, preachers. I've had people, because, you know, like, when you live in Yucaipa, California, people will come to your door and try to talk to you about Jesus. I used to live in Yucaipa, and, you know, the 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 little lady who's like, do you have a moment to talk about Christ? It's like, sure, okay. <laughs> You're so nice. <laughs> I would have been like, nah, get a hobby. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> See, like, with the, like, with them, I'd be like, hmm. Oh, maybe some other time and then the the mormon dudes the two the two mormon dudes on a on a bike built for two uh in a suit built for two they're both wearing one suit it has three sleeves <laughs> um they, they come and they're like do you have a moment to talk about christ and i'm like have a moment and i'm not gonna give it to you <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I feel like if I was, if I, if I went to heaven and I met God, I feel like the best thing God could say is something that I would never think of. I think that's what I would want. It's something 
utterly unexpected. If I got to heaven and God was like, hey, that thing do. <laughs> if, if God if God was like, uh, um, um, damn, you shit with that ass? <laughs> it's like, yes, Jesus, I do. I don't know, like something out of pocket. Or like if I got to heaven. What if you got to heaven and God was like, hey, uh, play Mario Kart? Yes. That'd be like, no, I'm bad at Mario Kart. <laughs> God would be like, okay, you're going to hell. <laughs> what if God's like, it's okay, it's heaven, Arya. Everyone's good at Mario Kart here. Well, ah, but then it's boring. Ah, oh, fuck, you're right. We got, but oh, see, <laughs> no, that makes hell. you a pivot. That makes so you that's a like, pivotal, a pivotal person in the Mario Kart like that's the scary no. door. Oh, that's the scary door. What? Oh, in Futurama, the scary door. Yeah. Yeah. It's How's the. That- the, the Oh, like the Twilight Zone parody, the scary door, where he like, he 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 wakes up in a, in a casino, and he's like, and he he gambles and he wins, and he's like, a casino where I'm winning, I must be in heaven, and then he wins again, and he's like, a casino where I always win, that's boring, I must really be in hell, you know, <laughs> then he's not in heaven or hell, he's on an airplane and he's Hitler. I like. Do that I remember twist. this? No. It's like rewatch it. See, that's something you've watched that I haven't. I've completely watched, and I don't remember it completely. I've been watching fucking amazing. (laughs) I've been watching too much One Tree Hill. But isn't isn't Futurama coming back? Maybe I don't know. I heard I heard it's coming back. They're gonna they're gonna revive it, not revive it, like make it brand new, but just continue it. Yeah, I think I've heard that. Is I don't know if it's gonna be good though. Find Mm -hmm. out, I guess. I hope it's still good. But what's God feel saying like, to you, Arya? I feel like it's one of those shows. I mean, it's ended so many times, but like, I feel like it's one of those shows that's also it's like it's had its run. I don't want it to go the way of The Simpsons, you know. Mm, that's fair. That's I think it ended on a high note, and then it came back and ended on another high note. But I gotta bring you. What is God telling you? I'm still waiting to hear what God's telling you. Are we just playing Mario Kart with God? It would be really funny. What if God looked at you and uh-huh. just sang like? favorite cringy christian song we all have one mine are in spanish what personally what if, what if you got to heaven and god was like i can feel you all around me i, I would like you just feel like damn like okay god or what if what if you got to heaven what if you what if you got to heaven and god is like what if God just started busting out like Hi, my name is what? My name is who? My name is Jesus. Hi kids, do you like violets? Wanna see me stick nine inch nails through each one of my eyelids? Like I feel like I feel like God would be good at it, you know? Are you saying Marshall Mathers is God? Is Eminem God? No, because God's not white. That's fair. Or a man. We've established this. Dude, okay, but what if what if what if you got to heaven and God started singing, What if God was one of us? <laughs> and like, you're like, hey, wait a minute. Hey, hold up, hold up. What are you telling me, God? Alright, alright. Well, hey. I think it'd be really funny if you got to the pearly gates and it's like yeah. there's all these angels flying around and it's all shiny and there's all these like clouds and blue sky and 
all beautiful and you're in a white robe and God's in a white robe and St. Peter's there and all that and whatever and there's and and God's like hello welcome to hell <laughs> what a fucking twist uh, somebody somebody fucked the names up in the Bible don't worry this is this is hell heaven heaven's heaven's the heaven's that one over there with the with the flames that one surprised me honestly it was a a copyist error you know so hard to hard to find you know competent employees these days you know who don't want to (laughs) work well we did it Arya you got to the end of the questions the end of the podcast we're rounding up we're 10 minutes shy from 2 hours this is going to be one solid episode uh, Dude, this is this now your chance to just seven quarter. No, if anybody's still here, if anybody's still here, why? You could have watched a movie. You could have watched a movie and also an episode of SpongeBob. I like to think that podcasts you can listen to them in seg in segments. You know, while while you're working out, while you're Siri, how in long bed. is the SpongeBob SquarePants movie? How long? How long is SpongeBob SquarePants movie? How long have we been going? Hour 50. Hour 50. All right. Uh, 87 minutes. So that is an hour and 27 minutes. So you could have watched the entire SpongeBob SquarePants movie and an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, the show, in the time that it has taken you to listen to this. Why are you listening? Answer, you probably aren't. Spotify show you how many people listen to your podcast? Yeah, on I can't see that from the outside. No, yeah. So uh, I record. Well, I don't record on Anchor, but I use Anchor for the podcast, and they gotcha. are they're owned by Spotify. So I get at anal- uh, analytics from Spotify. But if I want to get like analytics from like Apple Podcasts, that's a separate thing. It's so weird that you can't get analytics. Like you can't look at somebody's podcast and see how many people have listened to it. Mm-hmm. You do that with music. You can't do it with podcasts, which upsets me. Because I often interact with annoying dudes who have a podcast nobody listens to. And I know nobody listens to it because I can tell because they're annoying. But I wish I could just show them the number, you know? With people whose bands suck or like, you know, like a shitty rapper or whatever, I can be like, as long as five streams on SoundCloud showed up, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm a bully and I'm and I have no heart. But like if somebody's annoying... I just want to be like nobody listens to your podcast, and then like show them that nobody listens to their podcast. If you're if you're still here, stream Hef and the E Boys. Just kidding, please don't. Imagine that gets a boost, a 15 <laughs> listener boost, because that's the audience size for the YDF Now podcast. We have a good 15 listeners, you know, with over 1,700 plays here. You know, we're doing 15, 15 listeners, and and one of them is still listening. Yeah, and one so of them is still listening. Mom, uh, hi. My How mom are you? is not listening to this. My mom, she, she's a not your mom. Not oh, your, your mom. mom. Your mom loves me way more than my mom loves me. Mom. My bad. My bad. My bad. My... <laughs> <laughs> your mom. <laughs> I don't have shit to say to her. <laughs> fair enough. Your mom loves you way more than my mom loves me. So that's fair. That's fair. Your mom loves me more than she loves you. <laughs> That's probably fair too. Shout out to Ari's mom. <laughs> You're a good mom. Hey. 
So, well, this uh, is your chance, Arya. This is your chance now at the end of the show. Please yeah, tell folks. Band called the Toity. Yes. Um, follow us on uh, um, uh, Farmers Only. <laughs> Hoity toity official on <laughs> on all of the things except Twitter. Twitter is we are hoity toity. Because official is too many letters. And um if you want pictures of my feet, DM me. Um I might just rip you off. I might just take your money and not give you pictures of my feet, but you know, that's like a risk you should be willing to take because they're nice. I got some nice little piggies. One of them, one of them had roast beef. One of them had none. Um, one of them, we 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 all the way home too. <laughs> yeah, no people. Uh, when when the little piggy went to market, I always thought that meant it went shopping. That's not what it means. <laughs> oh no! I thought he was going to the store. <laughs> yeah, no, he's going to the store, all right, but he ain't buying. <laughs> oh, he's the product. <laughs> I learned a lot with you today, Arya. Thank you so much. <laughs> I've learned a lot. I learned new words. You're hamming it up. Hamming it up. <laughs> All right. So when you trim this down to 45 minutes of absolute gibberish. <laughs> no, no. We've got to have the director's cut <laughs> and nah. the cinematic version. I'm going to stop. Wait, I'm going to start recording. Stopping with the recording. That was episode 66. All right. The Why the F Now podcast was, I was, look at that, 66. Yo, 100's coming up real soon. It's coming up real soon. And if you're here, you made it this far. That means we're, you're almost at the two-hour mark, basically, if not even more so. You know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed my uh, conversation with Aya Hurtado. The guitarist of Hoity Toity. Check her out on her on her Instagram, Aria underscore Hoity Toity. All her links are going to be in the description below, as well to uh, the latest releases from Hoity Toity. You can see like what their tours, all this, all the information you need. Go stock them. All right, uh, and also you know what? Yeah, freaking go check out, go check out my links. Go check, they're going to be down there too. The Stephen Brogan Cortez links. They're always down there. You know what I mean? Google Stephen Brogan Cortez. See what pops up. Go on YouTube. We're on YouTube now. You know what? If you're here, if you're still right here, have you subscribed yet? I would go subscribe. You crazy? Like, go go do it. You know, go we'll leave a review. Leave a review. Why not? At this point, episode sixty six. If you're listening right now, sixty six. At this point, leave a review. You know what I mean? You have like a good idea of what the show's gonna be now. You know, got a good understanding. Explain the arc you've you've seen thus far. I want four essays done by the end of the week. All right, that's your assignment. And don't forget, you're enough. You're more than enough. It is crazy how enough you are. Okay, bye.